0: Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another big episode of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, August 15. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to chat all things greyhound racing as he does each and every Tuesday is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. You were late scratching at Albion Park last week. How are you now?
1: Good morning, Kat. Yeah, I got a dose of the flu, which, um, oddly enough, is still going around. So is COVID, by the way. But no, I, I didn't have COVID, but I had the flu. And, and one of the uh, one of the things that happened as a result of that, I had no voice. And obviously, when you talk for a living, it's a bit difficult when you don't have a voice. So I was scratched, but Luke Gatehouse filled in the CEO of uh, Brisbane Greyhounds, and did a magnificent job. It was a great night, actually, watching it um, unfold around the States, etc.
0: The two Queensland greyhounds were impressive. Bez Bullock is just an absolute little goer. Got out in front and never, never gave in. The uh, never gave in, did she?
1: No, um, she found the front, and that's where she does her best racing. I suppose JSJ was the unlucky runner. He was stalking them coming to the final turn, and, well, he all but fell. Uh, looked like he was going to win for sure and certain, but bears Bullet she'll herself. She's capable of running fast times, and, of course, the big uh, string in her bow is the fact that she's such a good beginner. In the stayers. well, days of thunder, uh, been out of the winner's circle for some time, actually represented Queensland last year. In the national stars but she's found form with a vengeance as well uh, we know the way she races gets out the back and, and races for luck and and she hit the line at the right time the other night to win that um, Queensland final. so I'm not sure how she'll go whether she'll be able to keep in touch when she goes to the meadows but at least she's there
0: around the grounds what was the most impressive greyhound for yours
1: well, Zohar Bale uh, went terrific again. You know, he's, uh, he's really gone to a new level since he stepped up to the, the 700. We'd seen him on the country tracks running pretty quick times. He's pretty much foolproof. Uh, he'll go inside, he'll go outside. He can show pace. So I was quite taken by him. Palawa King, well, couldn't really take anything away from him. We mentioned Days of Thunder. Fast Minardi was impressive at Launceston. Uh, I know it was only a field of the three, but put the time on the clock there and zipping for Vanessa. She went well and zipping neutron has found a new lease of life uh, since he moved to South Australia over the long trip. So it'll be a pretty good final. As far as the sprinters are concerned, well, it was hard not to be impressed with postman. Paddy had to work pretty hard early, but that race now has been knocked around somewhat. Windraw class is classes out. Uh, the New Zealand entrant is also out. So now Amron Boy gets a run and, you know, We've now got to wait for the box draw. I'm not quite sure why this is, Cat. I mean, the finals were last Thursday. I don't understand why we've got a week and a half to wait for the box draw, given the enormity of these races and, and what happens in this day and age. But, and, and as a sidelight to that, most of these greyhounds are going to go to the Meadows and trial. Uh, I think there's one or two going around today. But if you knew what box you were in for the final and you took a dog there to trial today or whenever... Wouldn't you want to put it in the same box that it's coming out of? But we won't know that until next week.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think in the past it's been a bit different because the home state generally runs their qualifiers the following week. So they're That's always right. a week yeah. behind. And generally the box draws are done on the coming Saturday. So it would generally be on this Saturday. It's not being done till next week. No, uh, you at, did... at
1: some sort of a function. I, I don't get that. Not in this day and age.
0: Yeah, and you, you did mention, so obviously... Um, The New Zealand representative comes out and so does Winter All-Class. So at this stage, Amaron Boy goes in, so does Tinker Norm. That will be interesting because I understand Tinker Norm's also made the straight track race. At this Mm. stage, Aussie Rocks and Zippy Tesla are the reserves for the sprint. But all of that will officially be confirmed when the draws are done on Monday. I suppose they've got to wait and see if there's any more water under the bridge before then. But yeah, shaping up as two sort of, um, I, I guess, you know... What do you what do you say about it? It sort of it takes it away a little bit when you do get the scratchings, and it is unfortunate that Winderall Class obviously can't come down and fill a spot because she would have uh, she would have drawn plenty of attention as well because of the backstory as well.
1: Look, the gloss has definitely gone off the nationals. There's no sugarcoating that. I can remember. 40 or so years ago when the Nationals, that was the big race. Everybody wanted to win the Nationals and there was terrific stud value associated with winning uh, either the, the sprint championship or the distant champ, championship in those days. Now, unfortunately, the, the Nationals have been swallowed up by you know, so many races now worth so much money and, and I completely get that. And you know, you win a national title now, it's probably forgotten about by most uh, You know, three or four weeks afterwards, but it's still a nice feather in your cap. I think the only way... Uh, to, to get it back to somewhere near the status that it probably deserves will be a massive increase in prize money. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But um, yeah, when, when you have only only finals of stayers and, and that's the way that stayers have been heading around Australia anyway, that, that does take a fair bit away from it. And some of the better uh, trainers or better dogs didn't even compete in some of these seats because uh, you know, it clashes with other races that are coming up. So that's a bit unfortunate.
0: Yeah, but as you say, it's obviously um, still going to be a nice race to win. There's still going to be eight dogs going around in each final, and I'd love to have a dog in either final, that's for sure. The New South Wales representative for the sprinters is Modern Swinger, and that's where we're going to kick off this week's show by listening to his win last Thursday.
2: Racing, Modern Swinger, Screaming Jet both fairly away. Modern Swinger driving through will lead. Working over into second, there was a Zipping Orlando. Kingsbury Demon up there. Zipping Orlando copped a bit of a prat. We don't share. Got a run through to go to second. Screaming Jet got shuffled back to thir- uh, fourth. Windra all class. Zipping Orlando now well back uh, towards the rear and Zipping Remus back last to the bend. It's Modern Swinger in front. The Dangerous We Don't Share. Z- uh, modern Swinger, We Don't Share. Looming up on the outside. Modern Swinger digging deep. Modern Swinger over. We don't share screaming. Jet a margin back. A gritty little performance
0: Orlando. there by Modern Swinger to win the New South Wales Sprint Final there last Thursday at Wentworth Park. And joining us now is owner Jason Limbury. Jason, good morning. You must be bouncing around this week.
3: Yeah, no, good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're over the moon actually. The, uh, the dogs come a long way, and all of a sudden now we're uh, we're going into a Group One final. So uh, we're all very excited. Everyone, the trainer, and everyone in there as the followers too, Yeah.
1: Can understand why Jason and we heard the call there, and it was it was right. It was a gritty win. He just loves those inside boxes.
3: Well, he's actually um, earlier in his career, he was playing up in the boxes, and um, Chris O'Brien, the trainer, and his offsider Gary Carroll, they worked on him for quite a number of months actually to get him right, and uh, he's really nail on the start now, and he's railing better. He's really turned into a real race dog now, so. Uh, uh, but there's still improved but he's only had 22 starts. For it, but he's had 12 wins and four placings. So uh, the dog's come a long way, yeah.
0: You'd love to have a kennel full of him. He's just a real genuine little trying uh, trying animal, Jace, Um Talk us through how you got involved with this fella because I know that you've had many, many good dogs from this line in the past. Uh, of course, Double Twist being one of those who was a New South Wales Greyhound of the Year.
3: Yeah, I've had um, some... Very good dogs in the past, double twist. Um, uh, it's a very good breeding female line. This I've been in greyhounds. My father was the president of the Nara greyhound track when I was 14 years old. So uh, we've had greyhounds for a lot of years. Uh, Dad started off and uh, I used to walk the dogs for Dad when I was a little fella. Um, but this line here, um, Chris O'Brien sent it on another path, actually, this line. He had uh, a bitch called Tiffy, uh, which was the grand dam of... Uh, modern swinger and um, he bred with her and um, he bred double twist out of that line too and uh, it sent it to another level it's the 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 dogs that have come out there have generated millions of dollars in prize money uh, a lot of track records and group one so it's a fantastic line there.
1: Jason sounds like we've got pretty similar backgrounds given uh, my dad was also a president of a greyhound club and, and that's where I got my start but you mentioned what a good beginner he is I don't know whether it was my imagination or not, but it didn't look like he stepped away cleanly the other night. He still ran 5.49 early, but he's gone low uh, 5.40s there before. Is that how you saw it?
3: Yeah, yeah. He probably, sometimes he can get a little bit anxious at the boxes. Um, he's still not quite 100% right with his box manners, um, but he's come a long way. So uh, we're still working on him, little bits and pieces, and um, uh, we keep that in mind with him too. Uh, Chris likes to keep him a little bit fresh. Uh, not 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 over the top too much because that can sort of affect his start a little bit. So, but uh, he's got a good racing style. Once he gets to the front, um, he breaks them up over the back and sometimes breaks their hearts too. Like last Thursday night at Wentworth Park, uh, and he's digging deep at the end now. That was a very good field the other night that he beat at mm. Wentworth Park. So, uh, we're wrapped with him the way he's going. Uh, we're just very proud of the dog, and, and we're and- very we're very grateful just getting into a group one.
0: It's not like it's come from nowhere, though, because the dog started his career in brilliant style. At start three, he went 29 70 odd at 20. So he looks like he's always had the ability there, and um, it would have been no surprise to see him trend the way he has. No,
3: no. He started off there in a an event at Wentworth Park. Um, he ran second in the heat, and we had to scratch him from the final. Um, he was a little bit sore in the wrist. And uh, the greyhounds' safety and welfare is our top priority with all their greyhounds. And then uh, he injured his shoulder, actually. So he was out for quite a number of months. Uh, Chris brought him back and he won three straight at Wentworth Park. So the dog shown us from break-in to when he first started racing, any young dog that wins three at Wentworth Park at a young age like that, you would think would have quite a future. So... Um, he just keeps finding little bits at a time, and very good grounds do that. Uh, they keep improving. Um, he's railing a lot better now, so he's only had 22 starts, though. And we uh, we think there's a lot more in him yet, too. So uh, we're very privileged and proud of the dog, and and proud to represent New South Wales.
1: I was going to ask you about his injuries, Jason, because well, he's rising three through October, but he's only yes. had the 22 starts.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a couple of. Uh, injuries there uh, just after break-in time, so uh, it took Chris a little bit of time. We we didn't rush him at all, and we just um, kept him progressing nicely. And all the other dogs from the other, from the same litter, uh, which is mortified, she's a super bitch, and uh, another sister quantifiable. They'd all had quite a number of starts before he raced. So, um, but like like again, we say the the welfare and safety of the dogs is a uh, top priority. So. Chris just took him really steady. And uh, here we are today, which we're, we're very grateful of.
0: You're reaping the rewards of Chris's patience there and uh, heads down to Melbourne now. I assume he'll go down for a look this week?
3: Yeah, yeah. Chris is going to go down tomorrow, I think, and trial at the Meadows. Um, he's been to Melbourne before. Uh, he's raced at Sandown, but he was quite a younger dog then. So uh, we think the Meadows will suit him better. Uh, it's more like Wentworth Park and Dapto. So um, we're just hoping the, uh, he'll have a look at the track and uh, they'll come back home and he'll freshen him and even get ready for the big one.
1: Yeah, you're right um, about uh, his versatility. And that, that race that he won at Dapto a couple of months ago, he beat a hot field that night and, and began brilliantly. Yeah. But as we know, the Meadows is a very, very tricky track. A lot of these interstaters have been bought undone by only either A, not having race there, or B, only having the one or two trials there. It's a, it's a tough joint to win at, but he's got the pace, uh, if he can get a good draw and get out, to, to be pretty hard to beat around there.
3: Yeah, well, it's very difficult going to Melbourne and uh, winning down there over the years. A lot of New South Wales trainers have gone down there, and it's not an easy thing to do, so... But all we want him to do is just do what he does and lob out in front and uh, it'd be very difficult if he led over the back, but it's a very good field. Some very good dogs. They all come from all over Australia. Uh, Top trainers down there, so it's it's not an easy feat to travel down there and compete against in Group 1 company like this. Um, But we're up for the challenge and, like I say, the dog's on the way up and uh, we're just going to enjoy the ride along win lose or draw we're just proud to be there
0: absolutely and last one from me it must be quite a thrill uh to be part of a group one final double twist she never knocked one off did she so no doubt no. um it, it'd be long overdue for you i suppose to to finally claim one if you happen to have some success down yeah the
3: yeah, yeah yeah exactly right yeah we went into the mega megastar with double twist and um she was, I think, only probably a lack of experience beater. Gary Edwards from NARA trained her. Um, Gary Edwards is a very good trainer also. There's some very good trainers in NARA, I might add. They match it with all the best trainers in Australia. Um, she was a very good bitch that we bred from uh, out of this line also. So um, we all aspire to get the group one. That's what we want to get out as owners and trainers and breeders. Everyone dreams of it. So uh, we're in it now. Uh, we're just looking forward to the night.
1: You're quite right about that. So hopefully he tries well this week. More importantly, fingers crossed, you get a good draw in that final on Saturday week. Jason, that uh, box draw will be conducted next Monday. Looking forward yeah. to seeing how he goes. You've had a terrific ride so far and it hasn't finished yet. No, no. And, um, and the public's uh, very excited
3: about it too. And they're getting fun out along the way. So uh, everyone's getting a good ride. So that, we're, we're very excited.
1: That's terrific. All right, Jason, thanks for your time this morning.
3: Thanks very much.
1: Jason Limbury, one of the owners of Modern Swinger. And if he was to draw near the fence cat, he'd be pretty hard to beat, I'd say.
0: Yeah, as we were just speaking to Jace, he's just a real tenacious little dog, gets out and goes. And those type of dogs that make their own luck out in front, they're very hard to beat just because they never give in.
1: No, you're quite right. Now, last week we uh, we promoted Oscar Moses, who, of course, uh, won the New South Wales Straight Track Championship last Saturday. Uh, We'll take a short break and then catch up with one of his owners. Skipped breakfast? What would you make of old Grumpy people <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. Was it that bad? We've all been in that position, and I know that feeling of disappointed and a bit rattled because you're like, oh, gosh, I, you know, I think I did the wrong well, thing. Well, imagine if that
2: was in Vegas yeah. and you had reports there. <laughs> Maybe they'd love after it. That, I don't know. Maybe they'd, they'd love it. Or, or, they'd love it, or they know. just go, mate, this game is sport. The coaches... It's
0: Ween Banner. Yeah. What's it's wrong
2: it's with you? It's Ween Who is this Clint Eastwood? Yeah. <laughs> The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio
1: and Radio Tab.
2: Don't slow down this winter. Come and race away those winter blues at Wink Stakes Day. Enjoy a quality winter race day headlined by thrilling racing, including the Group 1 Wink Stakes. August 19 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theraces.com.au.
1: Blue Gum Farm introduces Sir Jardin a Group 2 Todman stakes-winning two-year-old by Super Sire Sebring.
4: Coming off hills is Jarden powering through the centre and Jarden shot clear.
2: Jarden was an undefeated pre-Christmas two-year-old winning the Group 3 Breeders Plate and the Million Dollar Inglis Golden Gift. That was impressive. $160,000 Inglis Classic Yearling Purchase. Good win. I just love the way that this
0: colt really attacked the
2: line.
1: Sajardin, standing at Victoria's Blue Gum Farm.
2: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. The
5: lucky last set. Racing shall not awake cleanly. Got a bit of a checklist. Rocky Reef come across him. In the centre, monkey paws showing good speed. Oscar Moses starting to wind
2: up. It's still going to the lead. Rocky Reef found the way. Oscar Moses shall not. Both coming after him. Rocky Reef found the inside. Oscar Moses. Oscar Moses got the money.
5: Beat shall not. Then behind them would have been Rocky Reef. The... Look, look.
0: That was Oscar Moses winning the New South Wales Straight Track Championship at Richmond on Saturday. And he now heads to Healesville for the national final next week. And his owner, Sam Mayer, joins us now. Good morning, Sam, and congratulations on making the big one upstaging the Red Hot Favourite
1: Shall Not.
4: Yeah, good morning, Kat. Thanks. It was still great listening to a replay.
1: It was, it was a good run, Sam. I've had a look at that replay half a dozen times. Firstly, to see how your dog went, but also Shell Not. But he had no luck at all, uh, Oscar Moses. It looked like he was a bit ordinary out. Sometimes that can be a bit deceptive, but he got sort of knocked sideways a couple of times. He did a really good effort, a good effort to win that race.
4: Yeah, you yeah, know, well, he'd, he'd come up against Shell Knott uh, twice previously and Shell had beaten him convincingly both times. So uh, it was good to turn the tables on Shell Not.
0: But with that being said, he's a real gutsy little dog himself and his record's nothing to be sneezed at. 23 starts for 12 wins and 8 placings. You must be elated with how he's going.
4: Yeah, no, very happy with the way he's going.
1: And it looks like the box draw doesn't really pose too many problems, so he can sort of handle any box. prefer,
4: Prefer to draw inside because he always goes looking for the arm regardless of where he draws.
1: Yeah, and and I suppose that's one little trick with this. You, you're going to Heelsville and we'll get to uh, uh, get to what the plans are in between now and, and that race. But it's it's a similar track in so much as the lure goes up the rail. Those greyhounds that go up at Capella Bar, they they got a bit of an uphill battle there because the lure starts in front of them down the middle of the track. But I know it's going from turf to loan. But you know, you do have that aspect of the inside lure is definitely a help for greyhounds that have raced on it before.
4: Yeah, no, that'll definitely be to his benefit. And he's, uh, he's going down Thursday. He's flying down on Thursday, flying down economy. Hopefully he's flying back business.
0: <laughs> T- talk us. Um, is... Sorry, go on.
4: And Jason's made the decision the dog will be staying. Ned McDonald will be looking after him while he's down there. So he'll fly down Thursday. So he'll get to trial at the track before the race. And uh, if he races up to expectations, it's only two weeks after after that. there's the Heelsville Cup on. So... Hopefully it's a two-pronged attack.
0: Now, as we just mentioned, he's got a great record. Talk us through um, how you came to get this fellow. He's by Bastia Bowl out of My Lady Day, who's been an outstanding producer here in New South Wales. Um, Plenty of fast dogs to come out of her. So talk us through how you got involved in this dog in particular.
4: Um, I was introduced through a mutual friend to Chris Madonis, who was a part part owner of uh, My Lady Day, And the previous litter I had success with three dogs. Um, Boaz, who's still racing, who's uh, a stable favourite. Snipes, who won 15 races. And another dog by the name of Fernando's Charm, who's currently uh, in PUP to Superior Panama. And, uh, yeah, after I started to have success there and they were all showing promise, I uh, purchased Oscar Boaz out of the next litter. Actually, Sorry, Oscar I, Moses, out of the next letter.
1: I was going to mention. Uh, I know young Ned, Ned Macdonald. Um, obviously, his dad was a terrific trainer. I've known Ned since he was born. So, there's a little oh, bit of history I, there. I, well, well, I'll,
4: I'll be a bit ignorant. I hadn't heard of him until Jason mentioned his name.
1: Is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah actually, his dad. Uh, speaking of nationals, trained a dog that I had that made the final, I think, the 2005 or 2006 National Distance Championship. He ran second in Hobart. So, yeah, got a little bit of history there, but uh, he's a very, very astute trainer. So, if he trials, you you might have time to get two runs in there up the straight? Yeah, well, that'll be totally up to Jason and Ned. Okay. I suppose the more he has, uh, the bigger advantage it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you'll be looking for an inside draw? Definitely. Did and you see, I was going to say just quickly on Shell Not, did you see when Shell Not trialed down there, he had the inside draw and he just completely bombed the start and got lost.
4: I didn't see it, but I've heard that that was what happened.
0: Hmm. And with your fella, just talk us through as well, the the thrill for yourself to be representing New South Wales, obviously these races, as we just spoke to Jason Limbury about they're the races that you want to be in and, uh, You must be getting a real kick out of making the final and going into it, knowing you've got a a big chance of taking it out.
4: Well, if you can't get excited winning any race, let alone a major race and uh, going on and letting the dog represent New South Wales and you shouldn't be in the industry.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. And when we spoke to Jason last week about this dog and maybe with a good luck charm, Sam, so... You can take that to Victoria with you, but he said, you know, what the I asked him about the plans. You know, given he's such a big dog and uh, he's had a few issues in the past, but as he pointed out, there's some nice cups coming up, country cups coming up that hopefully you can contest as well after you get through Heelsville.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, he's had success at one-turn tracks as well. So um, yeah, at this stage we'll just play it, play it, uh, We'll just go go down there aiming for uh, the two races and play it by year after that.
0: And last one from me, are you going to be heading down for the final?
4: I plan to. Sounds like a good excuse for a weekend away.
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, I haven't been to heels actually, uh, for a race meeting, but it does look a good day out. It's very scenic, and they always get a good crowd, particularly for races like this. So uh, all the very best down there, Sam. Uh, you're flying the flag for New South Wales from what we've seen so far. You're going to be mighty hard to beat. It's going to be a hot race, um, the Victorian finals on this Sunday. So we won't know who's in that until then, but either way, there's good representatives coming from all over Australia. So we wish you all of the best down there uh, with Oscar Moses. And hopefully we're chatting to you again soon with a feature race coming up somewhere else. Okay. Thank you. Sounds great. Thank you, Sam Mayer. And uh, it was a good run on Saturday, Oscar Moses, Kat.
0: Yeah, I think there's been a, a lot of hype, and probably rightly so, about shall not. He's obviously a, a freak up the well, straight, but this He didn't fella, have a lot of
1: luck either, but no. you know, this dog's he missed the start, Oscar Moses, and he did find a bit of trouble. Well, you can tell that by the sign, 1751, you know, he's been there several lengths quicker than that uh, as far as his best is concerned, so I he'll go well. it would be interesting to see how he trials there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think he's one that's snuck under the radar a little bit. I mean, if you're talking about a dog that can run 17-2 up the straight there at Richmond, that's about as fast as they go. So he's got a lot of class on his side and yeah, he's going to be one of the leading contenders in the in the final next week.
1: He certainly will be. Well, we've had a look at a couple of the features coming up and, well, the whole greyhound industry around, I think the world has been talking about like wildfire for the last couple of months, Cat. We saw him have his first run at Sandown last Thursday night. And after the break, we're going to catch up with his new trainer, Rob Britton.
2: And here is... champion! Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style.
1: The only place to catch the very best equine
4: superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. A dominant win by more than
2: four lengths in the Cannonbury Stakes on debut.
4: Best of Bordeaux! Wow, what a performance!
2: Won the silver slipper in a faster time than golden slipper winners Piero, Farnan, She Will Reign, and Mosfah. Best of Bordeaux, three lengths clear. Best of- Best of Bordeaux does it again. The highest rated two year old cult of his generation. Best of Bordeaux, he's really strong at the end. Winner of the Roman Consul Stakes at three, just like Fastnet Rock, Exceed and Excel, and Russian Revolution. Best of Bordeaux, available for inspection at Kumor. Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Ritalmere. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Friday, September 15, get trackside for outstanding Spring Carnival Racing on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Race Day. Featuring three Group 3s, including the $300,000 Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup. Plus, you can make it a two-day celebration and include Ladies' Day on the Saturday. Experience the pinnacle of spring racing in the Hunter at Newcastle Racecourse. Race day packages are available now. So go online and secure your tickets at newcastleracecourse.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds way in racing and Singen, like wildfires jump beautifully from box number three and he's going to cross and lead at his Victorian debut out by two lengths early from Sunnyside Joe and he stretches that margin to three or four already. Misty Black gets up on the rail, four lengths, Mike Catalina and Starburst Candy at the end so uh, humming sections early 15.49 coming through the post the first time and like wildfire stretches them out. Led by seven lengths to Sunnyside Joe, five away Misty Black, then Mike Catalina and at the end Starburst Candy but like wild Wildfire. He is going beautifully seven or eight lengths in front to Sunnyside Joe. A break Misty, Black My Catalina and at the end Starburst Candy but this could be a potential superstar. like Wildfire at his Victorian debut goes 41 and 42. Like
0: Wildfire, Yeah that might have been a bit of an understatement from Jimmy Vandermeer there. Like Wildfire he might be a superstar because I think us here in New South Wales we've known about this dog for a long time and superstar indeed. His new trainer Rob Britton joins us now to have a chat about this boy. Good morning to you, Rob, and uh, it must have been good to finally get the covers off this boy and show the Victorians what he could do the other night.
5: Yeah, hi, Cat. Yeah, look, uh, it was a bit of relief more than anything. I, I still had doubts. Not doubts, but I still don't believe you know whether a dog's going to stay until they do it. And uh, the fact he came out and he ran 700 and he ran a bit of time on a probably a, a winter-type track, sort of said that uh, he certainly got a 700 metre career ahead of him.
1: Rob I read with interest before the race you did say you had reservations was that the main reservation you just weren't quite sure whether he'd get to 700
5: yeah 100% he was uh, he's got such mid race brilliance that uh, there's a number of dogs that that uh, show that they're going to get 700 and then they put them over and they just don't get there and look you never know until you do it when I did trial him over 600 metres uh, he didn't pull up as well as I expected. He uh, took a couple of days to recover. So I was a little bit concerned about that. But when, look, the other night over 700, I've never seen a dog pull up as well. So I came okay. away pretty happy.
0: It was funny watching the race the other night. I actually thought to myself, oh, he's getting a little bit tired here. But I think the second dog just ran an absolutely enormous race because when 41 41 went up on the board, you sort of thought, well, He's, he's run it out nice and strong. But um, what were you thinking live watching the race?
5: Yeah, probably about the same, Kat. I, I think that uh, my main relief was it was a winter track. And it's always, you come into uh, October, November, and all of a sudden when, you know, the average time is uh, 29.40 over the sprint, he'll be running pretty quick, I think, over 700. and um, Even though he did get a little bit tired, uh, dogs have got a season to staying as well. And I've seen the the number of dogs that I've got off Michael Ivers over the years. So I think that 8 or 10 runs in, they're a lot stronger again simply because they season to it.
1: Rob, to put it in context, he ran 41-41 the other night and Zohar Bale ran 41-40 a couple of weeks ago and the whole world went into raptures. But that track the other night to me was definitely off a bit because big energy ran uh, ran the sprint there in twenty nine forty nine he's a twenty nine ten dog I think there's a couple of links improvement there to start with and that's a scary thought
5: yeah thats that was my thought. I, I thought that uh, now you put him as I said before if you put him on a track in uh, october November um, there's certainly a couple of tents in that but uh, again he's still got to do it and look we've seen in the past he's not a great beginner every time, mm. um, and the other night, I'll, you know you've got to say it was a small field and he got to the front straight away. So, you know, like it's not all going to be uh, rosy if he does miss the kick. So I'm just hoping that we uh, can get a little bit of confidence in the dog and he can get to the front a few times and, and show his ability.
0: Now naturally the Speedstar is the next on the agenda for him and it's a bit of a funny time for Speedstar this year because it's right smack bang in the middle of the Nationals so of course you're going to miss dogs like Zohar Bell going around and I guess that's the decision now for you guys whether you drop him back to the 595 or stick to the 715 as much as enthusiasts would love to see a clash with him and Hector Foley I think that would be a great one um, to witness as as an enthusiast but Um, Also, you know, it is a little bit thinner now on the stayer's side. So what are the initial thoughts from the team?
5: Look, um, to be honest, I I probably will go for the 700 now. But I still want to talk to uh, Michael about it. Um, Because, look, it wouldn't hurt him to have another couple of 600s and just season up to uh, staying. But as I said, I'm I'm not particularly worried. It's it's not the hectic Crawley or the Zohar whale factor. It's just a matter of... uh, what benefits the dog and uh, as I say I, I think we have seen enough of him that you know two dog race would be very hard to
1: beat in over both distances. Woody White actually when Jack Smith was up here with Palawa King Rob I had a couple of conversations to him about Palawa King because they're a similar age and I said you know are you concerned that you've got to keep running him over the the 700 you know how how long can you keep sustaining that type, of, uh, that type of distance campaign for and then lo and behold he took him back to Sydney he went, he went over the shorts and ran 29.50 is it difficult to train a stayer particularly a fast dog like this and keep them up over the long distance for such a long period of time his career ahead of him yeah exactly and, and I think that uh,
5: front running uh, stayers that have a real gut buster because they lead all the way uh, they're harder to keep up than a dog that actually gets back and runs home. Um, mm. I think that I, I find that a lot of those dogs uh, struggle to run week in, week out over the distance. The, the other thing with distance dogs is that uh, when you get to the top level, you've really got to travel. So, like Jack Smith, he's in he, he, Brisbane one week, he's in Melbourne the next, you're in Sydney the next, and that, that in, in itself takes a lot out of out of dogs. So you've just got to be mindful. Of not taking on every race, of not taking every race over seven hundred.
0: Absolutely, and uh, Rob, last one from me. You've also got this fella's brothers, uh, Trapper and Trooper Tears, and they've obviously um, been absolute revelations as well. The launching pad, and were successful up in the the Sunshine State over the carnival up there as well. So, what's the latest on those two fellas?
5: Um, well, we had a little bit, bit of an interruption with uh, Trooper Tears. He had a hairline hot fracture uh, in his last run in Brisbane. Um, he's on the comeback trail. We've got the all clear from the event to start him off again, so I would say we'll be seeing him uh, probably probably around about three weeks' time, you know, if everything goes well. Uh, I've got no plans for him at this stage. Obviously a uh, million-dollar race is coming up. And we'll probably look to a one of those uh, races down the track if things go well. Um, trappeteers, uh, he pulled up a little bit ginger after his run on Sunday at uh, Sandown, so we're just going to reassess that and see how he is before we, uh, we enter him and go forward with
1: him. And finally, Rob, uh, I've known you a long time, mate. You're a very, very conservative man. You must be excited. Surely you're excited about Like wi-fi Can he own that record that his tears himself for, what, three and a half, four years?
5: Well, uh, I wouldn't mind if he did, to tell you the truth, because uh, I mean he's going pretty well. Um, yeah, I think he can, um, saying that uh, you've got to have the right conditions and the right night too, hmm. and that's the, the whole secret too. I've never seen a dog break a track record on a slow track, so you've got to have everything going in your favour and, uh, you know, jump to the front and the field's got to be, ducks uh, that so uh, you don't get held up. But, but look, no, he's, he's got the ability to do that, I think, hoping.
1: Yeah, well, of course, he's already broken a couple of track records, but uh, Greyhound Racing needs these type of dogs, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this bloke over the coming 12 to 18 months. It's, as I said earlier, he's one that's young and it's all ahead of him, and he's, we already know what he's capable of, so we look forward to seeing him go around in the speed. Uh, sounds like he'll be going around over the 17. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll talk to
5: Michael first, but uh, I think so, But uh, as I said, I change my mind every day, so we'll work it out over
1: the next couple of days. <laughs> All right, Rob, thanks for your time this morning. Good luck with him, whichever speed trial he contests. Uh, he's going to be mighty hard to beat, I do know that. And hopefully we're chatting to you again soon.
5: Okay, thanks, Gerrit. Thanks, Kat.
1: Rob Britton, uh, what a nice problem to have, Cat. Will I put him in the 595 or will I put him in over the, the 715?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that problem, but just uh, just on that Relationship that Rob and uh, Michael Livers have built up. You think back some of the dogs they've had together over oh, no. the past ten years. It's just freakish. You've got Space Star, Tornado Tears, Here's Tears, and now this uh, this crop of youngsters coming through. It's just absolutely freakish, and the best may yet may be yet to come. Um, of course, we saw a couple of weeks ago Mike Livers' the next litter to this fella haven't even made a debut yet and um, a couple of months off debuting and one of them's already broken the track record there at Gosford in a trial. So it's just going to keep going. Yeah, it's, it's been, been, a, going.
1: been a wonderful association and a wonderful breed, that, that breed all of the way down through the years. And, you know, there's no more tra- uh, patient trainer than, than Rob Bruton. And uh, as I said, they're going to have a lot of, lot of fun with this dog. He's already proven what he can run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Rob doesn't like it. Uh, when people refer to him as the Bart Cummings stayers, but I think it's absolutely true.
1: <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, he's, a, he's a proven uh, man at it, and we're going to see this dog, fingers crossed, uh, all over the country in the coming 12 to 18 months in all of the features, because he's clearly got a massive motor. All right, Cap, well, that's another show. Um covered, again, a bit of territory this morning. It was really good catching up with uh, Rob Britton and like Wildfire because, as I said, this is a greyhound that, has already captured the imagination of New South Wales enthusiasts. Victoria got their first taste of him last week, and there's plenty more to come for him as well.
0: Yep, exciting times ahead, and uh, everything full steam ahead to the Speed Star next week, and then the Nationals the following Saturday.
1: That's it, and before we go, uh, Nangar Jim last night on a pretty sloppy track wasn't far outside the record at Maitland. He's building up a pretty imposing record now for you and Joe.
0: Yeah, that's uh, three wins since joining our kennel. So, uh, yeah, it's very exciting to have a nice one like him in, in the sitting in the shed. So, uh, yeah, very exciting and can't wait to see what he continues to do over the next few weeks.
1: All right, Kat, uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye to you, we'll say goodbye to me, and we'll join you again next Tuesday. Hopefully we've got the box draw for the finals and we'll go in-depth uh, in into those two finals on Saturday week.